Welcome to the Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our daily reading of the gospel and meditation. I am James Thomas. Today is Wednesday, April 12th, 2023. It is the Wednesday in the octave of Easter. Today's gospel reading is from Luke. That very day, the first day of the week, Two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus, and they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Clopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on farther. But they urged him, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. But he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way, and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once, and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. So today we have the gospel, which is referred to as the road to Emmaus. In our diocese, we have every year what's called the priest convocation, but it used to be called the Emmaus uh, program, the Emmaus convocation. So some of the older Irish priests in our diocese used to refer to that as the Amos program. And so t- still to this day, we refer to it as that, the Amos program. Anyway, the two disciples were on the way to Amos, that is Emmaus, and... They were talking. Who knows what they were doing? There's there's so much speculation about this reading. I heard recently that, you know, only one of them is identified as a man. It's very possible that they were husband and wife. 
and they were disciples. They were disciples of Jesus. They weren't members of the Twelve, but they were disciples of his, and now they were leaving. They were getting out of town. They were getting out of Dodge. Jesus had died. Even though he predicted all this was going to happen, and even as he says in the reading, it was predicted in the Old Testament the Messiah would have to suffer and die, but then he would rise from the dead. But they didn't believe it, I guess. They were giving up. They were on their way. Jesus appears to them, and we had already mentioned before about how when Jesus rose, people didn't recognize him at first. Maybe it was because of his just horrible beating that he took that changed the way that he looked. Maybe it was because it was his resurrected body that looked different. Maybe it was a little bit of both. Maybe he was covered up in some way. Maybe he was just purposely trying to make himself look different. But they spoke about the scriptures. Jesus opened the word of God to them, specifically those words that referred to him. One point that everybody had forgotten during the first century, during during that time that Jesus was doing his public ministry, was that the predictions of the Messiah weren't just about a triumphant king who would be the son of David, who would conquer the enemies, but he would also be the suffering servant. This is mentioned in the Psalms. It's mentioned in Isaiah. I believe it's also mentioned in some of the other prophets, prophetic writings, that the Messiah would suffer. He wasn't just going to be a king, but they wanted to believe the parts that they liked. They followed the parts that they liked. They didn't embrace all of Jesus and who he was meant to be. So Jesus explains the readings to them. He explains the Old Testament and how this all leads up to the gospel. But still they did not recognize him. But it says later their hearts were burning within them. And then later they recognized him in the breaking of the bread. What essentially happened here is a mass. When we go to mass, I mean, and this is something I need to preach about a lot more often. There's just so many talks we can give about what the Mass is, the history of the Mass, how to pray the Mass. The Mass is the most important thing we've been given. It truly is Jesus that becomes present in the Eucharist, and it is a participation in his sacrifice, his crucifixion and death done for us. This is what the Mass is. The Mass begins with Scripture, Scripture readings, and a sermon. And the scripture readings specifically relate to Jesus. The church tries to arrange it with the readings that are picked from each day that the Old Testament reading then points to the New Testament reading. If there's a foreshadowing, the church tries to put them together, showing that even though an Old Testament story took place on its own in its own right, it was still meant to point us to Jesus. It was still meant to show us the big picture. And in fact, Jesus is the second person of the Trinity. So therefore, he was involved in the first place as well. He was involved in the original writing of that. So in each Mass, we have these readings. And our hearts are meant to burn within us. Notice the reactions, especially now that the grace of the resurrection is present in the world. Their hearts are burning within them as he reads and explains the Scripture. And then they recognize him in the breaking of the bread. 
The reading of Scripture is meant to inflame our hearts, to get us excited that our King is coming to us. He's trying to talk to us. He's trying to reveal things to us. The King is there. The King is coming. The King is getting closer. And our hearts should burn within us, especially as we read these types of things about the resurrection. If our hearts have become dulled, that it's just, ah, one more thing we got to sit through. Ah, the priest went long today. If that's all it is, then there's something wrong. The heart needs to burn. The heart needs to be inflamed. Very often, people will express that they're bored or maybe even ask the question, oh, why am I so bored? Why is this not exciting to me? And my first question will be, when was your last confession? Because if your soul is covered in sin, it's not going to get excited over the scriptures. The message of our salvation that we're meant to enjoy and experience tremendous glory from for all eternity. The soul has to reconnect with God. So there needs to be confession. There needs to be regular reading of Scripture. There needs to be prayer, meditation on Scripture. And the heart needs to be kindled. The flame needs to be stirred up. So their hearts burned within them. This is the purpose of the Liturgy of the Word, the first part of the Mass, to get our hearts ready, to stir us up. Another reason people don't get anything out of Mass, especially the early parts of Mass, is that they ran right in at the last minute. They didn't prepare their hearts ahead of time. They didn't spend time in prayer. Our Lady, I am told in some of her visions to different people over the ages, has said, that we should prepare ourselves for Mass, specifically pray the Rosary before Mass. Once again, the way it happened in the life of Jesus is the way it's supposed to happen for us. Mary paves the way for Jesus. Mary's yes enables Jesus eventually to say yes. It's the opposite of Eve saying no to God, and then eventually Adam says no as well. It's the opposite. Mary is the new Eve. Jesus is the new Adam. So Mary helps us get going. Then the Scripture readings... Hopefully, the priest gives a good sermon that actually talks about the scripture to get us more and more excited, more and more inflamed, more and more stirred up. And then the hearts are more fertile soil to receive the seed that is the Eucharist, the seed of unending life. They recognized him then in the breaking of the bread. Scripture prepared them for that. And then when the bread was broken, they saw him. So that brings up a lot of points and questions too. Were they there at the Last Supper? Was it more than just the 12? Apparently it was. The 12 are the ones that we focus upon, but apparently other people were there. I don't know 100% what that all means. But these people knew about the breaking of the bread, and they recognized him in the breaking of the bread. What is it about the breaking of the bread? Later on in Scripture, we're going to see that they broke the bread together. This refers to the Mass. This refers to the Eucharist. And it's not just a symbol, but they recognize Jesus in the breaking of the bread. When Jesus gave them his body, this perpetual memorial of his passion, then they saw it. They felt it. Their hearts were still enough in tune to Jesus that even though they couldn't see him when he first appeared in the flesh, then when he gave them his sacred body, his precious blood in the Eucharist, their hearts were opened. This is once again um, why we need to spend time in adoration. Kindle the flame. 
We can recognize Jesus in that Eucharist. How do we recognize him? It looks like a piece of bread. If you touch it, it would feel like a piece of bread. If you could smell it, it smells like a piece of bread. It tastes like a piece of bread. But once again, just like we know our friends because we spend time with them, we get to know them, we get close to them. If we spend time with Jesus in adoration, we're going to come to recognize him more in that host. We're going to come to experience him more, be excited about him more, receive him better. The soil is tilled. So these are just great little meditations to think about, great little things to ponder, especially when we go to Mass, especially if we're not getting anything out of the Mass. Jesus is there. He comes with all his angels. He wants to open up our heart to his word. And then he uses the word to open up our hearts further to his true presence in the Eucharist. He wants to bond with us. He wants to be in an eternal embrace with us. Very often, he's pouring out his heart for us, and we're giving him nothing back. People say, oh yeah, Father, give me the, give me the wafer. As if what? Like, like what, what are we talking about? Or yeah, Father, I didn't get the wine. Why didn't you give us the wine today? You want wine? We'll go out after Mass. I'll buy you lunch. We'll get bread. We'll get wine. We'll have all, all that we want. That's great. But here in the Mass, we're receiving Jesus. It's so much more. So if we don't know that it's him, if we're not focused on him, if we're not yearning for him, burning for him as Mary Magdalene and some of the others, if our hearts are not stirred up for him, then yeah, we don't get much out of it. We don't sense a connection. We don't experience it. But look at how great it can be if we are praying, if we are preparing our hearts for him. To the degree that we've opened up our hearts, to that degree he can get in with all of his angels, all of his graces, all of his gifts, and he can fill us with confidence, love, joy, and peace, and everything else that we need. So as we continue to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, we celebrate that he is revealing himself to us, that he wishes to conquer sin and death in our lives, he wishes to conquer all of our enemies, he wishes us to open up our hearts so that he can enter in and so that he can teach us directly within ourselves what true love is all about. Hope you have a great day. God bless.